1: Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. As always, I'm so excited to be here. I have an amazing guest who is another one of my friends. It's so funny, doing this show, I have just realized like the powerful friendships that I've been able to nurture and garner over the years. It's, um, I think Shasta Nelson, um, who was our friendship expert, would be slightly proud of me. Um, I don't get to see all of my friends as much as I would like, but it's just, it's so nice that I think people think that the Hollywood world is super competitive and in a way it is, but if you lead with love and act like it's not competitive, it's amazing how many times, like my expert friends, you know, even yesterday I called Kaylin, who was, uh, one of the guests. She's the woman who, had or has cystic fibrosis and was told she wasn't living until 30 for those who caught that show. And then we were celebrating her 30th birthday. If that's not, I mean, she thought she wasn't living, you know, past 15 maybe. And um, so we celebrated her 30th birthday. And, you know, so the guests have been so powerful and they've been people who've inspired me so much. So I'm really happy to share them with you. Um, I'm going to do my jelly bean update, but I did want to tell you that today's guest is Tracy Metro. And I'll read her full bio in a minute after we, we talk about Jelly Bean. Um, but she is the house doctor on a television show, and she's going to tell you why your house might, uh, doing a couple things in your house may change some other areas of success. So that's really cool. And, uh, Just so you know, she has the coolest business card of anyone I've ever seen. It literally, she hands you what looks like a subway ticket (laughs) Um, with her last name being Metro. So I just, when I saw that, I instantly loved her. I'm like, this girl's creative. But anyway, okay, so Jelly Bean, she slept through the night. For those who just, I know, right? For those of us who are, who, or for those who are just joining us, Jellybean is my daughter. She's not—that is not her real name. Um, but just to, she came from foster care, and I'm not allowed to show her pictures, and I, um, I'm just not revealing her name. Uh, so I call her Jellybean because she's so freaking sweet. Um, but this week, I thought I couldn't be any more in love with her, and then on Saturday night. I had stayed up really late actually working. Um, I had, it was so funny, on Friday night, I was looking at the monitor, laying in my bed at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock. And I was like, wow, this is so enjoyable. And I wound up doing an Instagram live that was just like, I am so happy right now. Like I realized what pressure there is as a single person to especially like, well, single with. No children. I've never been married. So there was all this pressure to, like, be having a social life and to be, like, the fun single girl. And, I mean, I did have a ton of fun at times, and I got to do so many things. But the truth is, like, at heart, I'm the girl who wants to be home baking brownies with my daughter. So just sitting there watching her monitor was, like, warming my heart so much, being like, this is so much better than any of those crappy online dates. And then... As I said, on Saturday, she wound up sleeping the whole night, to which I woke up at, like, 5.45, and I looked at the clock, and I realized what time it was, and then I'm looking at the monitor, and her breathing is pretty heavy, so I can usually see her chest going up and down, and I couldn't really see it, and my heart stopped, and I was about to jump out of bed, and then her little fingers moved, and I was like, thank God, and then I was just so excited that she slapped. and then... The next night I was working, like I'm, I've gotten, a, gotten back to my, I've always been a late night person and I get a ton of stuff done when everybody else goes to bed. So like a lot of times I'll do my work day, I'll go out with friends from like seven to nine or I'll go for a walk or I'll go to the gym or I'll do whatever. And then at nine o'clock at night, I come home and I start working and there's nights that I would work until 2 a.m. Like I just lose track of time because there's no one stopping me, asking me questions. There's no one blasting in an email. You know, it's just. I don't know. For me, that's such productive time. And since Jellybean arrived, it's been much harder because she mellows me so much that I do that seven to nine or six to eight. I've been doing more six to six to eight or nine with her. And you know, sometimes she just wants to be held, so I'll lay on the sofa. And then two and a half hours later, laying on the sofa, the last thing I want to do is sit in front of a computer. So I admittedly was not being very productive at all and you know cutting myself a break cuz I'm like well technically I'm on maternity leave even though I'm not and um but I found this week that I got back to that and then last night after sleeping through the night two nights she didn't so I'm a little wired this morning
2: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I think I can't think- sex. Yeah, she, she woke up at two, which was her routine, like waking up at two and then waking up again at seven. Um, and I stupidly didn't go to bed until one 30. So, um, but regardless, I'm just over the moon that, um, she's getting to that place. I haven't had to do any hardcore sleep training. She's not old enough to do that yet. And she's just really, um, getting in the rhythm and, and adding to my life yeah. and, Part of the reason that I share all of this is because, like, I feel like the biggest idiot for not, you know, I, I talk about have it all. My new book coming out in two weeks um, or two and a half weeks, three weeks, something like that is called You Can Have It. And I'm all about what you can have. And here I was for 10 years feeling empty and not enjoying dating and, um, and all these things. And now, like, I've gotten... Uh, just a miracle. Like she feels like a miracle every single day. Like, yes, I'm tired. Yes. It's a lot of work. I had no idea how much work it was going to be, but like, she truly practically brings me to tears every day. So Mm. if anybody has a dream in their heart that they know is there, like I let fear stop me for so long. Like Mm. I, I just, I, I, I just did like, that's the only way to describe it. It's like, oh, it's not right because of this. Oh, it's not right because of that. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And I'm just so grateful that I finally did it. And honestly, part of me in a weird way is a little happy I waited because I feel like I appreciate every single minute with her in a way that I wouldn't have if I had thrown her in the middle of my career when that mattered so much more to me, if that makes sense total sense yeah but but anyway I don't want to take any more time with this because you are going to love my next guest um or today's guest I should say go on ah there you can see you can hear her already for those who didn't see the promo to the show Tracy Metro first of all I'll read her bio but I was at a party, and she just has the most beautiful blue eyes and this Aww. bright, blonde, gorgeous hair, super curly. And um, I'm sure a lot <laughs> of you know her because she's been on so many shows. But but if you don't, and she just, like, came up to me with, like, so much Amazing, and I don't even like you feel like her whole being like jumps out at you and it's just like hi. And then Devin, she hands go you some- on <laughs> no, It's true. <laughs> and she hands you this Metro card, and you're like, What is this? I'm in like this alternate universe of like beauty and and creativity, and like, give me more, please. So Tracy, Tracy Metro, yes, that is her real name, so she can rightfully be handing out Metro cards, um, (laughs) began designing interiors in the U.S. when she was a teenager. While her girlfriends read Seventeen magazine, Tracy flipped through Elle Decor and Architectural Digest, cutting out pictures of high fashion interiors. She studied set design at NYU, Tisch School of the Arts. But soon discovered budget bespoke interiors to be more of her life's calling. Don't we love people who make things affordable for us? Um, Tracy and her dame on a dime design sensibility have been on UK's Channel Five with her own show called House Doctor. Oprah Winfrey now, Oprah Winfrey's Network, Homemade Simple. Hallmark's Home and Family, TLC's Designing Spaces, HGTV's Posh Pets. I mean, we could go on. She's been on the Today Show. She's been on all these things that you've seen. Um, So you've probably already seen her and you're like, oh, I remember her. Um, Probably not. Uh, (laughs) They have. Additionally, she's been a spokesperson for various Fortune 100 companies associated with home interiors and DIY makeovers. Based Yay, in Los wow. Angeles, Tracy enjoys spending time with her husband, who's all sorts of fun, uh, Marty. He's the CEO of UsedCardboardBoxes.com, and their street-fine chihuahua, Bernie. Yes. You can often find them on their 1975 houseboat, the Retro Metro. How cool is that? Where Tracy encourages folks to just pop on by any time for one of her personally infused vodka cocktails. To learn more about Tracy,
2: click through her sites, TracyMetro.com and DomesticCircus.com. Tracy, welcome! Oh my gosh, what a lovely intro. It's almost as if I hadn't written it. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I'm if it such a good writer of my own bio, Devin.
1: <laughs> it's I amazing. Know. I, you know what? You're just awesome. Uh, Stop, so, honey. So, well, I want I, I want to jump right in and tell people your house doctor show. Can you tell people what that is? Because I think that's going to set the stage for what we're talking about today perfectly.
2: Good. Okay, so I have designed homes uh, in life and on TV here in the U.S., and I've hosted a number of shows, as you mentioned, and I was, quote, discovered by the U.K. Uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, because they would wanted to have an American host of a television show in the UK. This show is called House Doctor. And they were interested in me becoming the House Doctor. And I'm like, what's a House Doctor? <laughs> and, well, it is essentially what we call here in America staging. So I was brought in to host this show and design all these homes. I did 45 homes. Wow, which equals forty five episodes. They were hour long or are hour long episodes. And I go into homes that are on the market for sale, but they're not in London town. They're in in less desirable parts of the UK, uh, and the homes are either outdated, they're old, they're tatty. That's such a UK expression. Tatty yeah. is just like kind of falling apart, and like you know the the rugs are frayed and whatnot. So tatty, overstuff, too much stuff in there, just not really sending a great visual message uh, in online photos for people that are looking and buying homes because that's how we buy our homes nowadays is we look online before we ever get in our car and schlep over to a house to spend our 15 minutes touring a property. So it's homes that were on the market, not selling. They would bring me in to meet the homeowner. This is on camera or is on camera. They bring me in to meet the homeowner. The homeowner tours me around the home and the reason they wanted an American to host this show is because they wanted somebody who was brash and someone who will tell you like it is. And I guess they'd seen enough and of And you,
1: they, they thought you were brash? <laughs> i like, like why have they not seen you, you?
2: You know, us brash Americans, we're all painted with one, you know, paintbrush. And I said to them, I said, hey, listen, if you want somebody jerky like Gordon Ramsay, I'm so sorry, I'm not your girl. <sighs> I said... I'll tell you the truth, but I'll give you a hug. So so I would go in and would walk through the home and say, hey, here's what I think. And after I shared with them where I thought they were going wrong and how the messages weren't being, uh, or the message of the home, the heart of the home wasn't being portrayed correctly for today's buyer, uh, I would go in and fix it up. And then, once I was done fixing it up, we'd put the house back on the market, and I have an incredibly high success rate of fixing to selling. So that's why staging is so important. But you don't need a professional stager, Devin. I'm here to tell you, I have the tips, the techniques to help anybody do this. And what this ultimately does is it gives you the best life, the life that you're looking for. And
1: uh, and I'm so excited when you
2: ask me to do this.
1: Yeah, well, I want to take a second to make sure people realize that we're not just talking about this to today, particularly to sell your house. This actually affects every aspect of your current living, and Mm -hmm. it's not all about tatty rugs, which we will get in. I mean, obviously, like frayed rugs and things like that, we all know, like, are not great. Um, but I, I, we're going to deep dive just so people know, I'm going to tease this a little bit, but we're going to deep dive into the things that you can be doing now to improve your life now that may even set you up for weight loss success, um, which I totally believe in. So I just, I wanted to make that clear now. So we didn't lose listeners thinking, Oh, I'm not, I'm not selling my house. Because this is so worth listening to, no matter if you just move somewhere or you're about to
2: oh, move. Oh, it's so not about selling your house. Uh, that That's just the the result of it. Because if you're living a happy life in general, then everything in your life is like a flower that's opening up. Versus, I'm only going to live my, quote, happy life the second I lose my weight, the second my house sells. You have to be happy where you are right now. It can't always be about the result. It has to be about the process. Yes. At least in and my opinion.
1: Actually, so I think, I mean, I th- I think a lot of people think feng shui is out there and other people are a hundred percent into it. I'm somewhere in between, like, I'm always one of those people who's like, oh, you know, if I can make some changes and it's not gonna, you know, like I'm not putting my sofa in a weird position where people can realize things, you know, like just practically, but it's like, oh, if putting this here might do something, I'm like, sure, why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so interestingly, when I, I hired a stager for my last condo, Because Mm -hmm. the realtor was like, this place is a weird, like it was a beautiful condo, tons of bright light, all of that. But particularly Mm. the master bedroom was this super weird shape. And he's like, and I had already moved out when we put it on the market. So he was like, if people don't see a bed in here, it's not going to be obvious, like how gorgeous this could be. And so it was funny because I did hire a stager and one of the cool things about that was she did all this cool stuff that like I'm like, oh, my God, I wish like simple things like even the runner on the table um, yeah. that she put in the dining room. I was like, God, I wish that was here when I lived here. And this like really yeah. cool ladder thing in the bathroom that none Puts of which, Yeah. Yeah. Like cost. Right. Exactly. For towels. Like there was no towel bars or anything and it was just a little powder room. But the whole place had a super beachy vibe. Um, even so what it is,
2: Devin, is uh, if, if you happen to be selling a home, you're selling a dream. You're right. selling the way in which somebody can hope to live when they buy your home. They're not going to live that way because that's just not reality. Reality is we have kids, we have toys, we have, you know, school lunches to pack. So it's, everything isn't going to be talked away. But if you can sell the dream, the vision than that somebody aspires to, which is exactly what your stager did. You have to sometimes lay it out for people because everybody's got different strengths. You are an amazing chef. Some people can do the pants off of taxes like I can't. You know what I mean? I can pick color and I'm great visually. I can set up a space to make it feel good so that it gives you the best foot forward for the rest of your day. So that's why staging is so important for selling something. But it's not about that. It's about the dream. You're you're setting somebody up for their best life, right? What and they I hope to be their best life,
1: right? Well, and I totally agree. And just so you know, we have to go to break in a minute. So I'm just gonna say this, and then I'm gonna tease what I'm gonna do. But um, so I took some of the um. The stuff that the stager did and brought it into my current house, which is also beachy, which was super fun. But I also said something to her that allegedly like changed her life in the way she was designing for the space. So not only has that thing helped me with my success, but it helped her too. And we're going to talk about that. And then we're back to Tracy deep diving in um, exactly what she does to help you guys. Stay tuned, everyone.
3: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
4: I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best,
2: hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america
0: influencers you are listening to have it all with devin alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's one 866 472 or send an email to fans at DevonAlexander.com. Now, back to Have It All.
1: Hey everyone! Welcome back. I am here with the very awesome Tracy Metro, who is UK's house doctor, though she lives in Los Angeles. Lucky for me, so I get to see her. (laughs) And she basically helps, on the show, redesign houses on a budget so that they sell better uh, and just has had a tremendous success rate with that, but also helps people in their current state live their dream life now in regards to their house, which can even affect your ability to get to the gym, believe it or not. So we're gonna to get tons of tips for her from her in a minute. But I was sharing an experience that I had with a stager when I was selling my last condo. It kind of at first when the realtor was like, You need a stager, I was like, Wow, what? Whoa, I'm saying, and he's well, like, my house is so great cool. as it is. Well, it was just empty was the thing.
2: Oh, right.
1: Like I had already moved out. So he was just, as you said, it's like, you know, selling the dream. And so it was funny because in the end, like I was even baking brownies, like just before people got there, Mm -hmm. you know, like make them feel like it's going to smell good. And like, of course, when I leave, there's going to be no more brownies, but. Um, It was super fun. But so this woman comes in and she puts all this artwork around. Now, I have studied feng shui. And as I said earlier, like, I'm not so into it that I'm like, you know, like, I believe that everything's this, that and whatever. But one of the things that I had heard, which I totally resonated with me, was that the art in your house, especially if you're single, should be coupley, not um, sad single girls. And that, like, everybody listening is probably like, well, duh, but the funny thing is, or even, like, just a lot of single girls, and if you go out, like, literally look at this the next time you go out, or, like, jump online to, like, a Z gallery or places like that, there's so much beautiful artwork that is, like, literally single women, like, a ballerina, or I had this really thing, like, this totally sophisticated woman sitting in a bar, Like, but alone. And it was Uh, giant in my bedroom. And so it was funny because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, when I had that realization, I also had a shipwreck photo that was, like, gorgeous. But it was shipwreck right in my living room. So I had overhauled before she got there. I had overhauled all the art and all of that. And then, as I said, I moved out. So she comes in and literally over my bed or over the like, quote, my bed, it was no longer my bed. She like, there's a fireplace and over it, she put this super obese woman who apparently this is like Mm. a super famous painting in Hawaii, but it's like this morbidly obese woman by herself who clearly isn't happy, but it's art. And so, and then in one of the other rooms, like basically she had all of the art that I learned I wasn't supposed to have now some of the stuff that she did, as I said, was totally brilliant. Like she put this thing in the bathroom and then she like the table runner I bought, I wound up going and buying it like pottery barn or something. And like, it's still on my table upstairs. 10 years later, it was so beautiful. Um, but that I said to her, I'm like, this looks like a single woman's apartment. And she was like, well, that's who would buy this. And I was like, why is that? Who would buy this? Like it's a two bedroom, super spacious place. And so I had this whole chat with her. I'm like, plus it really looks like sad. And she's like, that painting is thousands of dollars and blah, blah. And I'm like, I know, but it's like, you wake up every morning looking at an obese woman, like who aspires Mm -hmm. to that? And so I was, you know, and I shared all this feng shui stuff with her and she looks at me and she's like, okay, I'll go back as if like, she thought I was crazy. Right. So she comes back the next day and she's like, I just had a huge revelation. She's like, I too am single. I've had a horrible time in relationships. And I went through my artwork and it's all single women. (laughs) But in fairness to her and to me, like if you go and consciously look for things, like there's so much of that and very little like happy couple. Mm-hmm. So, now I have in my house this beautiful, Greek thing, like, beautiful, I guess, basically there's a dog overlooking a-, a boat in, on, in Greece, on a harbor, like, the whole thing is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and, like, the story that I tell is the dog is waiting for us to come back from our, like, I'm on the boat with a guy, and he's waiting for us to come back from our romantic run And romance. your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, now, and my daughter, but. At the time. So like, that was my like, okay, I can't find couples that are happy. So I'm gonna create these like love experiences that we just don't see. But that's what's happening on that boat, you know, right. And so it was really interesting for her. And it was really interesting for me. And in the end, guess who bought my place?
2: A single girl.
1: No, a single man. I don't know how to answer that question. No, no, it's good, though, because that's the thing. Like, a single man bought it. And had we had all of these, like, I'm sure you can tell everyone, had we had all of these things that were clearly, like, for a woman... There's no way a man would have bought it. Like, he wouldn't have felt the dream, as you
2: said. Exactly. Yep, yep. You're setting somebody up for how they're going to live there. And he's like, oh, this isn't meant for me. This is meant for a single lady or whatever. Yeah. Wow, I love that. That's really impactful. Art, and I have so many theories on art. Uh, I want to hear them. So often people say, ooh, I like that piece a lot, but it doesn't match my couch. To that I say, and I'm a total art junkie, as you know. I know. That I say, art doesn't need to match your furniture. Art needs to match your heart. Aww. Art is, and it just has to hit you, has to touch you, it has to mean something to you. And the fact that you created, a, or you've created a story about the dog, you know, <laughs> staring out, and looking, that is what art does. You're t- it's telling a story, whether it's a story you've had, a story you want to have. You know what I mean? Or a story that, oh, God, I don't want that to happen. Most people don't have the I don't want that to happen art in their house. It's either something that that has happened to them and they want to remember it for good or for bad, but usually for good. Or it's something that they that they aspire to. Mm. So, so there you go. huh? Interesting. Well,
1: and I'm curious from you, because some of the other things that I've heard art-wise, like they say, don't ever put pictures of your parents or your children in your bedroom. What's your oh. take on that?
2: Your bedroom is a, quote, sacred space. They, whomever the, the theoretical they is, mm-hmm. also say don't put a television in your bedroom. Your bedroom is for sleeping and being intimate. And look that's what your bedroom is for. It's a sanctuary. It's not a place to do your bills or your business. It's not a place to eat dinner, ba ba ba. However, there are space limitations in people's homes. So if that's the case, how do you set yourself up for your best life right, for having it all if you don't have as much space as you wish you had. Here's such a simple, dimple technique. There are secretaries. Remember the old-fashioned secretaries that were desks that folded down off the wall or those old-fashioned roller desks that you close it up? If you can have it be something that you don't look at all the time, then you're not constantly reminded, ah, I want to go to bed, but I got to pay the gas bill. You know what I mean? Put the fact that you have to pay your gas bill in your calendar, but close your desk so it's not staring at you, haunting you, and causing you stress and anxiety so you can't go to sleep, so you don't make the choice of, hey, let me wake up and go to the gym, and instead of going out to lunch today, I'm going to spend those 20 minutes, and I'm going to pay my bills, I'm going to do, you know, whatever the, you know, order my meals for the week or whatever. So uh, hiding things, for me, is key. It, I'm. I'm not saying shove it away for good, but not having it visually clutter your space is, or, or your mind, is extremely impactful in terms of uh, progressing in, in uh- one's day.
1: You know what? It's so funny. I couldn't agree with you more on that. And a recent example. So I unfortunately had to part ways with an assistant last week. Like most amazing person ever, but she was just too young for the job and Mm -hmm. basically was great at keeping the to-do list, but didn't know how to do any of
2: the to-do lists. (laughs) Get it done.
1: Right. So, and it just caused me more stress than not having an assistant and even though, like, I literally, I'm not kidding, I cried when she left. Like it oh, was it was one of those things, like we mutually agreed. Like she was stressed, I was stressed, but she loved jelly beans, she was great with jelly bean. Like there were it, it was interesting. But what I was gonna say was so I have this policy. I'm not one of those like quote obnoxious celebrities who like calls my assistants at three o'clock in the morning. Um when they I don't know,
2: Devin. I've heard <laughs> way
1: different things. So not true, <laughs> busted, get her off of here. No, um, <laughs> right. no, no, but so crazy. I, I just have them put a post-it note. Cause we work in my, like my house and my test kitchen and all is in one spot. So when they leave, they have to put a post-it note with anything happening before their return on my door, on my bedroom door. So like if I have a radio show in the morning, I don't forget to set my alarm. Or if I, you know, there was this one thing that I didn't do that I absolutely had to do or, you know, whatever. And so that's their way. of they get to go home, they don't have to deal with me again. As long as it's on my door, they're completely scot-free. Yeah. Well, so normally, like I've been doing the same policy for, I don't know, 10 plus, if not 15 years. Normally, there's one post-it, two post-its, you know, whatever. <laughs> this is <isn't> end. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There were like 20, po- my po- my door oh my. was like, oh my God, because we didn't get any, like we weren't getting anything done because... It was just, you know, as I said, the to do list was collecting, nothing was happening, and then just every night, and then I got anxiety producing. Exactly, that that was my point. Like it used to be, there was this post it that said, you know, nine a m. meeting. Oh, so I, you know, literally, I'd pull it off the door, set my alarm, and go to sleep. But this was like, there's no way I'm gonna do this stuff even tomorrow, let alone, you know, it was funny, but Mm. it it just speaks to exactly what you just said because those things do have to be hidden. Like an innocent note telling me to set my alarm is basically what they were supposed to be or reminding me that I have my friend's birthday party on Saturday or whatever it was. Um,
2: Reminders. Yeah. versus Versus like, task-based thing. There's a big, big difference. So I actually have a client who has a television in a very prominent place in their home. And we decided it just didn't make sense. Like it was just, it became the thing in the room. And Here's such a simple, beautiful technique to hide something like that. You can go to, like you mentioned, Z Gallery, you can go to Target, you can go anywhere. Honestly, you can go to a thrift store and buy a big, massive piece of art that's larger than your television, make sure that it's a deep frame, or you can just add some wood to the back of it, and then you hang the piece of art over the television, so you basically take it out of the equation, and what you're looking at is a piece of art, so you've turned that television space into a bit of a gallery space an art something to look at so you're not being haunted by that that's in your so case, cool that yep so then a how technique. how do you move it when you want to watch the television like what's your oh, you li- oh Devin, you literally literally hang it over the television so when you want to watch the tv you take the piece of art off you lift it up i mean it's oh. you literally lift it off you don't hang it you just because a canvas weighs all of three pounds Any television that's mounted on a wall can easily handle a three pound or if it's if or if yours is on a mantle, you can lean it over it. It's it's just about taking it out of your visual space because visual clutter adds stress. All of those notes on that on your bedroom door just added more stress versus a here's a quick reminder. So it's about uh, cleaning the slate If you have a clean space, it allows you room to think. It allows you room to strategize. It allows you your your blood temperature your blood temperature your (laughs) goes down. It just it's very calming. And then when you have that kind of calm, you can actually be strategic. You can be uh, proactive versus reactive. Being if you're constantly reactionary to everything or reactive to everything, you're keeping up versus setting the stage for how you want to live.
1: It's, you know, I completely agree with you. To be honest, like if my house is a mess, like I never even feel like I should go to, like I feel like I should clean my bedroom, not go to the gym.
2: It's funny you say that because I literally was just about to say, if you keep your gym bag packed and in the same spot of your house, you'll see it. And you'll know to go grab it. But if you put it around in 10 different places, you're not going to know where it is. You're going to have to look for it. It's going to be work to get to the gym. Whereas if you have a designated spot for that gym bag and it's already ready, almost like your to-go bag when you have the baby. You know what I mean? You got your diaper bag. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you've got it there and ready to rumble, it's easy. Setting yourself up for success. I I won't say it's easy, but if you can find ways to do that, just like putting your gym bag in the right spot in your house where it's not in the way, but it's it's a set scene. Put your keys in the same spot every time. If you make your life easy, easier, you can get to the things that you want to do versus The the struggle to to have it happen. Did that make any sense? It was a little.
1: No, it totally made. No, I completely agree with you. I mean, honestly, like the one thing about that, that I will bust myself. I lose my keys all the time and I live in a three story house. So Mm -hmm. I joke that if I didn't uh,
2: go to the gym today, you'll do it by finding your keys.
1: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm three pounds less than I would otherwise weigh because I leave my keys and my phone in various places on a regular
2: basis. <laughs> but but you know, everything smart. if everything has a space and a space has everything. If you can designate a spot for your keys when you come in, put them in the drawer, put them in your purse, put them on the table. It doesn't matter where it is. Just be consistent with whatever it is, because then you'll take that stress out of your life. And yeah. I was just reading this book, uh, Getting Things Done, GTD, and it it's it was so impactful for me. Uh, you have We all have notes and, and, and whatnot, bills or whatever, on our desk. And you look at the bill and you go, oh, right. Well, before I actually pay that bill, I need to change the mailing address. And so then you're like, well, I can't pay the bill because I need to change the address. So instead of having me think what the next step is, Put a little post-it note on it that says, the step Step one, change address. Step two, pay the bill. So if you just give yourself these little techniques to set yourself up for success instead of having to work 10 times to get to the end result, you, it, uh, it frees us up and makes us much less stressed. That book, Getting Things Done, was, like I said, super impactful. Wait, and who, I just listened to it.
1: Who wrote that? Because I was going to say, oh, you listened to it? Because I was going to say, I have that on my Audible. That's, um, yep. It's so Um, funny. And what I thought was interesting from, like, honestly, I didn't get all the way through. I listened to it in traffic, but um, (laughs) but it's funny because it said that anything that you see that you can do within two minutes, don't delay. So, like, if you see a bill, like, pay it immediately. You know, if it's a quick bill pay, pay it immediately. If it's going to take you, like, more than two minutes to execute what you have to, you can put it aside for later.
2: But otherwise, you've, like, going back to it will take more time than... Exactly. Yeah. Don't put it... But before putting it aside... Put on there what the action is, what the next action is. Interesting. So, yeah, that, and I literally have a pile of things right here, and with it's got little post-it notes on it. This is what has to happen next, so you don't have to think. And that's the same thing with this design, or, or or going, setting yourself up to go to the gym. You don't have to think if your bag is packed and ready, and and it's right there. If you have to, oh, where are my sneakers? Where you know if it's oh, hard do i have the lock, lock for the
1: yeah do i have the lock for the locker do i have a towel packed whatever well yeah. we actually have to go to break again um for those who want to check tracy out go to tracymetro.com she will obviously be back with us after the break with tons more tips so stay tuned but in the meantime as i said if you want to check her out do that now tracymetro.com t-r-a-c-y stay tuned everyone
3: follow we leave join us the voice
0: america influencers channel
2: change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel
0: you are listening to have it all with devin alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com now To have it all. Hey
1: everyone, welcome back. We're here with Tracy Metro, house doctor. She has a show in the UK where she goes into houses that aren't selling and rehabs them so that they sell. And she's got a tremendous success rate. Today, we're kind of applying this to houses that aren't for sale, houses that we're living in now, creating our own dream space that makes us productive, helps us have it all. So, Tracy, I would love to hear uh, some of your biggest success stories. Like, obviously, we all know that if someone has, like, a – you know, frayed rug and things like that. Um, that's not going to have success, but like, what are we doing wrong in our own houses right now?
2: Uh, uh, probably the biggest thing that most of us suffer from is too much stuff. It's simple. We like our stuff. And let me tell you, I'm a designer. i really, really (laughs) like like my stuff. (laughs) Like stuff fills me. Right. No, it really doesn't. We think stuff fills us, not really. And, the, and what makes me know that for a fact is when I'm helping a client stage a home, what's the very first thing we do? We get rid of stuff. Empty space is expansive. It allows us the, the mental real estate to see possibilities. If you have too much stuff in a space, it feels oppressive. It feels anxiety provoking. It, it, it just feels like, I can't keep up with all of this stuff. Whereas having less stuff, having open space on your walls allows the mind to breathe. So I would say the biggest thing to, to consider is getting rid of things that aren't essential.
1: Um, remind me not to invite you to my house anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
2: Uh, all no. guilty of it. We're all, all guilty of it. And if we get hand-me-downs from family and friends, I mean, I am so guilty of this. You give me something for free, I'm not throwing it out. But why? It's not as if I spent my time and my money acquiring that. But right. still, it's really hard, especially... Family heirlooms, and even not family heirlooms. That was my grandma's chair. And I do need a dining room chair. Well, I already have six dining room chairs, and I don't have very many people over, but you never know. So I'm going to mm-hmm. hang on to that one, and I don't really have a place for it. So it's going to go in the corner of the dining room next to the buffet that's already too big for that wall. <laughs> well that's okay. And all that does is it just stuffs up the space, and it makes it just feel Overstuffed. You know, when you eat a meal and you just, ah man, I shouldn't have had those last three bites, and you just feel full and uncomfortable. Yeah. That's how a space can feel mentally. But when you eat, when you overeat a meal, and we all do it, you know it happens, you just ah, I shouldn't have done that, and you and you feel crummy for a little bit and then it goes away. The problem with the home is it's there all the time. It's like being overstuffed every single day and it starts to kind of like wear on you and beat you down. And then you just feel kind of icky about it. Whereas you can make a better choice for your next meal, right? Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that extra second bite or whatever. Yeah.
1: I love that analogy. You know what? My big thing is dresses and stuff because I'm not a clothing person. I think people know this. Like, I'm just not. My friends had to do, an I've shared this before, my friends had to do an intervention when I went on <laughs> TV. They're like, what are you wearing? And so, but now, like, I have to have so much to, you know, do something different on every appearance because people actually hackle you if you've worn the same thing. Like people literally crazy? tell me that I wear my blue No, they do. People tell me that I, I wear my blue warm-up jacket too much. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just to hang around. Um, and I actually the purple shirt that I'm wearing right now I've worn like four hundred times because I just love it. But But it's funny because we're supposed to recycle everything but clothing. I mean, meaning, like, you know, everything else is everyone's like, recycle, recycle. But then when if you wear clothes twice, they're like, oh, you're, are you not really? You know, I don't know. It's funny. But I was going to say, so, like, I wear them once or twice. And then it's like, it feels like, oh, well, I'll probably wear that again. You know,
2: even though, like, I can't wear them again publicly in that way, you know? So yeah, maybe, maybe you find a way to tweak it, you know, put something over it, and dress it differently, style it slightly differently. But yes, I, I hear you. Hence why I have a closet overstuffed with clothing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I, too, try not to wear the same thing on camera too many times. Yeah. It's in good. exactly the same format. So, uh, too much stuff is definitely one of the big things that I see again and again, whether it's a client's home that I'm helping them sell. Or just in just in people's homes in general. So that's something that I, I recognize is really really hard. If you can get a friend to come over and just be brutally honest, and you can say, Hey, do you think I have? If if I had too many things in this one room, what what's the one thing you think I could I could pare down? And if you're lucky enough to have a garage or a storage facility or or know somebody who does have an extra space, here's the best way to test it out. Just a little toe dip in the water. Take it out of the space. Put it elsewhere for a month, six weeks. See if you miss it. Don't get rid of it straight away. It's much too stressful to do that because you, you want to be able to take it back in case you're like, no, 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 I really needed that chair in the corner because X, Y, or Z. So if you can do that. Then you kind of ease your way into, uh, into the new you, the new home, the new space. You know what? So I
1: I love that. I actually had lunch yesterday with another fellow expert um who I won't bust. Um he was also on the show at one point but it was funny he was like, "Yeah, I've had a storage unit for 25 years and like basically determined that the value of that like yep. he could have rebought the stuff over, you know, three times over for the amount of money he's paid in storage in the past 25 years."
2: Absolutely, but it's not so here I'm here to tell you it's not about the stuff. Right. It's about what the stuff represents. So yeah. a lot of people hang on to their stuff. And so this gets super heady. Like this is why they call me the house doctor because I, I'm like part shrink. It's not about the cup and saucer. It's about the fact that you at one point, it might be about this. You at one point were rolling in it and you had enough money to buy Villroy and Bach and, and you have this beautiful stuff and then suddenly your, your finances changed and you don't want to get rid of it because you don't know if you'll ever be able to buy that again and get back there. So you're going to hang on to what you once had versus saying, hey, life is, life is like an ocean. It ebbs and it flows and it changes and you can roll with the tide, you know, change your wind or change your sail. Well, we can't change the wind. So change your sail and find a way to make life where you are today. Ha- make, make, allow it to make you happy where you are.
1: You know, it's funny. We had Wei Hong on the show, and he mm-hmm. was talking about how money flows like that. And if you hold on to things, you're actually stopping the money flow. Oh, yeah. And you really to hold need... not understand. You
2: can't. Right.
1: Okay, so going back to the doctor stuff, um, yeah. mm. so I have this theory that I... I I like bright things. Like I know Mm -hmm. that I'm energized by bright things. And I find it fascinating that the big stores often have what I call suicide curtains. (laughs) What? What? I know, I know. (laughs) I'm a little twisted at times. No, but so I feel like everything are these gray tones and blue tones. And you know, it's like, I mean, and there's like dull red tones, but like for the longest time, I was looking for bright, vibrant red curtains. And then for my living room, I was looking for these bright, vibrant, like, aqua curtains. and Right? Like, that's what energizes me. That's what makes me feel good. And I couldn't find them anywhere. And I was like, what's with all the suicide curtains? No wonder people are depressed. Right. (laughs) Um, Because, honestly, like, I mean, and I'm totally joking about that. Like, and I, I don't mean to be making light of something, to be honest. But it's just, like, I feel like if... I was living in a gray space with like, you know, muted blue curtains and all of that. It would, I don't know, it wouldn't fire me up to charge the world. Like Mm -hmm. I wear a bracelet that says magic. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I've shared this, but when I was waiting for Jelly Bean, I had, I was wearing two different bracelets, one, and I made them, one that said magic and one that had her name on it. Mm -hmm. And like, I was creating her like a magical situation with her. And maybe that worked, maybe it didn't. It feels like it did, but as I said, like if I look at my bright aqua curtains, at, or I look at my bright red curtains, you know, it, it they make me happy. They make me feel good. If I don't know, is
2: that crazy? blue? Is blue is such an important color. It oh, there's so much theory behind color, and I, I love color theory. Light blues and light greens are often used in uh, in mental institutions and prisons because they're calming colors. So, which is why they're great in bedrooms. But interesting to me that like, you were looking for red. Red. If you go to a McDonald's or or Burger King, they all fast foods have red because it's a it's an energy color. It, it's strength. It's power. It uh, it's passion. So it it energizes you. When you're energized, you eat more. You're hungrier. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna ravage it. Which is why a lot of sexy restaurants have like a Deep red curtains because they're trying to create an environment of sexiness, which is a wonderful color in the bedroom. If that's the message you want, do you want a passionate bedroom for you and your lover, or do you want more of a sanctuary bedroom for you and your, and your spouse? Or maybe it's just you by yourself. And this is our retreat. This is our haven. This is the split, the place where we unwind from the day. Everybody wants something different out of a space. And I, I was I was helping a client, actually on House Doctor. Their enti- they were newlyweds, and their entire living room it had red carpeting, black sofas, red pillows. It was so 80s, and it was so off putting to buyers because I, I would ah. speak with buyers that had gone, in, it was just too much. Most right. people want their living room to be a place where they relax and watch TV. Right. But the people that live there. They were so passionate about each other that they want. That's how they wanted to live in the space. But when selling a home, it, the home isn't. It's not about you at this point. It's not your home anymore. It's your house. It's a vehicle for money. It has to be what somebody else wants. So, which is why, hence why I got rid of the red carpeting because nobody wanted red carpeting right. in that space. So. Well.
1: And when I say, like, red curtains, I should say, like, my comforter cover, pillows, everything, they're all white. So, it's, like, a very clean hotel look. And then the carpet is beige. So, I just wanted, like, one bright pop. And actually, I do have a couple, like, pillows that match the curtains. But I just wanted this one bright, vibrant pop of color. Yeah. And so, you know, as you said, to, like, make it a little sexy. Maybe yeah. attract someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just funny that I couldn't find anything that was that. Plus the red is a really good feng shui color for romance,
2: um, in that said bedroom. Absolutely. Lady in red. Right.
1: And then the same with my living room, like there's wood floors and I do have like a brightish blue carpet and the blue curtains, but it's like a giant space and most of it is like neutrals. So
2: So I am not the girl who believes in neutrals. I think neutrals are great as a background, as a base, but to have an entire space, but this is coming from a designer, having an entire space that's completely neutral, to me, feels like there's no point of view. There's nothing specific that that you are going to... um, be attracted to in the space. Having said that, yes, Donna Cra- Donna Karen has and uh, Giorgio Armani. They they've all done these very clean, all white, all neutral palette rooms, and they're beautiful because they're textured. So right. there's something going on. It's not just all duck cotton, you know, cream. That right. to me is not terribly inspiring. But if you've got a wool and you've got a berber and you've got you know. A cowhide, and you've got all things that are neutral, but they're they're textural. There's something to like sink your teeth into, and 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 they they are inviting. That's that's enticing. So having a space that's too too neutral, from the point of view of selling a home, how you live in your home is however you want. But from the point of view of selling your home, you gotta have. For me, I call them color triangles. Three points of color in a room. Why do I believe that you need at least three points of color in a room? To make your eye go bing 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 around the room. What is the whole bing 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 around the room? It's you're directing somebody how to view your room, how to tour a space. You what do you and what do you want them to see? What do you want them to be attracted to? You want them to see the beautiful carpet. So you're going to have a carpet that or area rug that's got a little bit of blue in it. And then up on the mantle, you're going to have a blue vase because you want them to notice the beautiful woodwork on the vase. And then you're going to put blue curtains because you want their eye to go outside. So those are the three points in the room. They're going to go from the floor to the mantle to the window. Bing, bing, bing. And you're teaching people how to view a space. Or maybe not teaching people, you're touring people through the space.
1: Oh my God. Okay. So I totally love it. And I totally love the bing, bing, bing because that <laughs> is Tracy's energy. Um, Tracy, thank you. So- so much for joining us. I can't believe this hour is up. I feel like I could talk to you for another 10 hours. So we're going to have to get together soon. But yeah. in the meantime, everybody please go to tracymetro.com and check out your space today. I'm telling you, when my house is not as it is, it's so hard to go to the gym and it's hard to get other things done and when I don't love my environment, it's just a nightmare. So Please do that for yourself and don't forget to tune in next week where we'll have another awesome guest. Thanks everyone. Have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to have it all. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern time, 9am Pacific time on the voice America influencers channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.